Business wrap in uh, the uh, next minute or so, but also going to have a chance in our SMME exchange uh, just after 8 p.m. to uh, check in with the uh, Gauteng Growth and Development Agency. You know, the Business Intelligence Unit, uh, uh, their group executive, Muzi Matema, is going to be joining me this evening. And we're going to talk about what it is they do, uh, the role that they play in um, investment promotion and the creation of enabling conditions for investment in the economy. We heard uh, some reassurance from the Ford Motor Company. Uh, that uh, they haven't lost any jobs during the lockdown and that uh, they continue to invest uh, in the production that is underway north of Pretoria all the way out in Roslyn. So uh, certainly giving us some respite there and uh, we'll also have an opportunity this evening to uh, take a look at the economic justice program of uh, the uh, Democratic Alliance and National Spokesperson Rafil Wanzek is going to be joining me. We're going to talk about some of the issues that they've put out there and uh, the policy mix that they envisage for the South African economy and very critical of uh, some of uh, the elements of BEE and affirmative action that have happened. So we'll uh, pick up our conversation with them. But before we get to all of that, Makwe Masilela, Chief Investment Officer at Makwe Fund Managers, is on the line. Makwe, the big news today certainly have uh, been uh, that decimation of production and, uh, uh, um, I guess, expenditure in the South African economy in the second quarter, which uh, coincided with the hard lockdown. And uh, if we compare that quarter to the previous quarter or the same quarter in 2019, uh, nearly 17% wiped out of our economy. And uh, if you compare it to the first quarter of this year, uh, just over 16% uh, of a decline, I guess in line with some consensus, but certainly uh, uh, without a stretch of the imagination, a shocking figure. Good evening to you, Bonga. How are you? I'm good, my brother. How are you? I, I, don't, I don't understand why are we making noise about this number. I mean, this was so expected. And I think what's more important, this is the fourth quarter in a row. And we know that the economy has been locked down. Start with the Japanese second quarter number. Fell the worst since World War II. They released that this mm. morning. The Eurozone as well. A steep, the steepest decline ever recorded, though it was not worse than expected. So everyone is expecting to have a very negative second quarter. But with us, why I'm saying we don't have to be making noise is that we should have made this noise when we had a fall in the first instance. We should have taken necessary actions when we were downgraded, when we were falling mm. again. So we've been going down and down and down and down. And all that you are saying is, the same old story, we need to implement structural reforms. And now we further extend that and say we need some targeted uh, uh, strategies to make sure that this economy should start growing. These are the things that should have been done long, long time ago. Mm. And we cannot even start to use COVID as an excuse. A simple example, the stimulus that has been put in so far again to start South African economy is almost... 500 billion and 200 billion thereof is part of that guarantee fund that the government gave to the bank. Yeah, I mean, no one took up those loans. How much was used as we're taking today? Just around 18 billion. What Mm. is it that we're doing today to make sure that people have access, businesses have access to make sure nothing? Marco, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. I want you to pause on that point because we're going to continue on that vein. Uh, of the loan guarantee scheme and the 500 billion stimulus and maybe what else we need to do. Let's take a brief break. When we come back, I continue with Marco Masalela for our business wrap. Eight minutes it is before uh, 
8 p.m. and uh, you tuned into uh, Metro FM Talk here on the mighty Metro. I'm in conversation for our business wrap with Markwe Masilela, is the Chief Investment Officer at Markwe Fund Managers. Markwe, you raised some very important points uh, just on this question of, um, I guess, how economy has uh, fared and uh, uh, sometimes the misplaced allocation of some of the stimulus because uh, from what we're clearly seeing is that the money hasn't come to where it's needed the most quickly enough for us to be able at least to mitigate uh, the impact of a once-in-a-century type economic shock. And uh, it seems that in South Africa, we think things are going to go back to pre-COVID levels and everything is going to be hunky-dory. But uh, one company that certainly has had things hunky-dory, Mark, is ShopRite. Uh, they've raised their dividend, I think up 39%, uh, also reporting bumper sales. And I guess the strategy to go digital and to go higher on the income distribution has certainly worked out. Definitely, it's working out. And we need to note that the checkers, when it comes to pricing, the guys are very competitive. And we also need to realize that the guys have increasing market share. And also what's notable here is that checkers is also trying to get into that Woolworths market at a higher LSM. And we've seen that they've started revamping some of their checker stores. And those contributed almost 19, 30, I mean 39% to their, uh, to, to, to their sales. So it shows you that now the guys will be able to capture all the LSMs because we know they've got their UC stuff like that. And so far, at least they're penetrating nicely, so going up. But the whole thing with checkers is even if you take their furniture part of business, which almost contributes 3.5% or so towards mm. their sales, and later it's also minor, I think it's 5.8, 5.9. So safely, you can say 90% of checkers is mainly what you call it food. And we know that we are living in a country where more than 60% of our people are spending more than 60% of their disposable income on food. So checkers is well positioned going forward because whether we like it or not, people have to be close to continue shopping. And also, as you're saying, with this new thing that they include, that they are checkers, 66, stuff like that. I mean, that is the reward part of things. So far, I think they've been able to give back almost just under five billion. And people like stuff like that, that they can say rewards which are working for them. And the guys also are looking into penetrating into the banking sector. And yes, though maybe their account won't be doing debit or stuff like that. But if they continue to get it right, the likes of grants as well will easily mm. pay within that system. So I think checkers, they've got it right, you know, going forward. And I think also they've just been real to themselves. Look what they're doing with Kenya. They've just entered that market two years back. I think it was December sure, 2015. Sure. But they're realizing that, listen, it's not working out. They're also pulling out their last two stores. The likes mm, of and Nigeria, Nigeria as well. Yeah. As well, Angola. Yeah. And if you check what Fitch said today, like today, when it comes to the long-term outlook, when it comes to oil prices, it's not looking that okay. And we know the likes of Angola and Angola. The economy is mainly driven by that by oil prices. So I think they are one of those people who can just face reality and that this is not working, mm. then we just cut our losses now. And if sure, they continue, sure. you know, doing all that, I think checkers will continue to do better. And fortunately, their dividend yield is even better than that one of the index. And their EPE, you might say it's demanding at 16, but you compare that with the index, it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking, and you know, I always really enjoy to talk about new investments in the economy. I mean, we saw in that GDP number, horrible gross fixed capital formation number, 59.9% down. I mean, that's the investment in bricks and mortar and maintenance in, in all of the stuff that ensures all of our assets in the economy 
are effectively in tip-top shape to be able to generate uh, the kind of growth that we're looking for. And yet, uh, we certainly uh, find it difficult to attract investment. So it's always a good story when you hear uh, the likes of a Taiwanese company here coming in and opening up a 170 million rand fuel cell factory. Uh, that might be the end of our problems, certainly for many of us as Lalini, uh, when I guess uh, either we don't have electricity at all or uh, the folks at Megawatt Park decide some of their broilers or something at the power station has come down. <laughs> That's very interesting. And I think maybe we have to look at that in line with why everybody is opening up at Dubai. And I think that's what should be copied when it comes to the whole economy, that the likes of Dubai, especially economic zones, with their good tax incentives, stuff like that, continue to attract the right investment. Yes, you might be saying that creating only 50 jobs at that particular factory, but the value chain is big. I mean, that's talking about a market of almost over 3 billion in South Africa. And now they will also be using this, you know, as a way into supplying some of the guys in Africa as well. I mean, already the guys have been doing well. And also we've seen, by the October or so, where we had that smartphone operator, Mara, or so. Yes, yes. Like that as well. So I'm saying, free capital formation for it to come into the country, for people to get money out of the bank, get loans as well, and invest into their companies. They need some incentives. They need some policy certainty. And yes, by all means, we can have more of those things. Because remember, South Africa we might be complaining about unskilled workers, but we also have a very uh, a large portion of skilled workers. We still have a very large portion of educated kids, and you can even skill them up with those particular kids. So it's a very nice market to work with, and more importantly, you know, we are an English-speaking country. Yes, we know that 11 languages. That's also critical that you are able to work with people back home here. So it's easy to come and invest in South Africa only if incentives are right. And yes, I think we mm. continue to celebrate stuff like that. And in my intro, I think we also spoke about it, that thing at Ford that is happening. I mean, those yes, are kind yes. of things that we should be pushing going forward. And we go deeper and ask, why did Ford do that? It's because yeah, yeah. the climate was right, the incentives were mm. right, and they were given certain guarantees. And the, one sure. of the most important guarantees as well is the supply of electricity. People mm. like that, they do have those kind of things. And those are the easy things that we should be yeah. doing to try to make sure and Mark, that we get our economy going. Just for interest's sake, I mean, we're going to be speaking to the Gauteng Growth and Development Agency because they are the guys whose job in Gauteng is to attract the likes of the Fords, the BMWs of the world and many other manufacturers. And uh, I want to get a sense from them how they have managed to get it right, but also some of the risks that are posed by load shedding, for instance. You can't open a factory if uh, you're going to have your electricity going off on and off uh, from time to time. Just the last one before I let you go, Mark. A lot of us know who John Deere is, right? Uh, certainly if, you, if you've lived in the countryside and... Yeah, the, the tractor guys. Now... I didn't know they had a relationship with Bell Equipment, Ababama TLP. I didn't know as well up until yesterday, you know, that the guys <laughs> have a significant stake. And it's very, it's very interesting hey, to realize. I mean, the 21% or so is not just a small stake. But yeah, as people are thinking, and this are apparently good news, because even mm. today the stock price went up, and people start thinking that, yeah, the guys might be delisted going forward. But yeah, we know the company itself has not been doing okay. I mean, they've not been able to turn it around. They've not been able to generate the right revenues. But going forward, probably 
they will implement the right strategy to make sure because whether we like it or not, those are very reputable uh, 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 products that are supplying. Their equipment is known, you know, worldwide. And should the economy turn around, as people are expecting, then mm. demand will start picking up as well. And also, especially when you look into Africa, this whole thing of open cut mining is serious because even our neighbors, apparently they are sure, platinum. Sure. We don't even have to take deep, you know. We just Stay on the scrap surface up, things, you know, so. just yeah. on the surface we get it. So when we have stuff like that going forward, and also this whole plan is infrastructure spent, and it's not only back home yet that we're trying to implement it. I think some of the African countries as well will catch mm. up then the demand will be there going forward. So, yeah, I think that's more or less good news for the guys who are holding more shares into the whole thing. Even minorities are not too happy. But, yeah, seemingly some of the investors like it because they keep on driving the stock up. Okay. Makwe, as dole me, bra. Let's leave it there. Hey, tada. Makwe Masilela, Chief Investment Officer at uh, Markway Fund Managers and uh, as always just switches off that phone but uh, can I have to leave it there in the next few minutes or so I catch up with uh, Siatuma Piniza Director at Political Economy Southern Africa we make sense of this uh, of the Q2 2020 GDP numbers but we ask another question which is what spillovers and impacts is this going to have on economies in the region we do know South Africa is certainly a dominant uh, uh, economic player in the region many of those uh, nations export and even receive their imports through the ports here in South Africa what is all of what the lockdown has meant for South Africa meant for those particular nations going to take this brief break and in the second part of our business wrap we're joined by Sia Piniza